guys, this is a really quick episode of Benchwarmers Club. We are just rapid firing here on predictions and, uh, well, I guess not we, I guess it's just me. I'm going to be doing some rapid fire predictions here, what I think, and just so you know, there is bias here. I have personally put money on this game. I have taken, so right now the spread for Alabama versus Georgia National Championship in Indianapolis is Georgia minus two and a half. If I was re-gambling today, I would still take Alabama plus two and a half. So either Alabama wins or only loses by two and a half. But I was very fortunate because I got Alabama at plus three and a half. But I parlayed it because I think this game is going to have over 52 points. I think the score is going to be somewhere with 42 points for Bama and possibly 35 to 38 points for Georgia. That's my prediction. So I guess my final would be 42 to 38, Alabama. I think this is going to be not a route at by any means. This game is going to be, though, more of a knife fight than a route. It's going to be a little ugly early, my prediction is. As we move to the second quarter, we're going to start to see some fireworks offensively. And I think the key for Georgia here is what they're willing to give up. Georgia needs to make a really tough decision here if they want to win this game at whether or not they're willing to focus more on stopping the run game, which is led by Brian Robinson, who isn't a bad player. He's a solid running back, but if we're going to compare him to other Bama backs, he's not exactly this dominating back. Or they can decide to put more resources into Jamison Williams. I think they're going to do the second thing I said. I think a lot of resources are going to get put into Jamison Williams, obviously. I know, not really a hot take. So my question then for Bama is, how Bama's going to have to win this game is, can they run the ball effectively against Georgia's line? The first game in the SEC Championship, rewatching the game today, I see a lot of fear in Alabama just pounding the ball inside because they were getting stopped. But on the flip, Jamison Williams was able to have himself, uh, you know, a game where he's probably going to get taken the first round now. He got himself in a really good, even higher draft position than he was previously. So it's it's got to be just a little give or take here. I think we're going to see Georgia double down on Jamison, on uh, Jamison Williams. So for Alabama now, you got to decide is Slade Bolden the person who can hold the torch if he's being double covered every play. His Billingsley, the guy, is JoJo Earl. You're going to have to find another guy to get you production. As for Alabama, the first game on the flip again. Alabama gave basically Bowers, the tight end for Georgia, anything he wanted. Just as long as he didn't get beat by another piece. And the problem is Bowers isn't a guy who's going to get 50 yards a clip, 50 yards a throw. So you're going to have to basically as Georgia find ways to get other guys involved because if you're just throwing at Bowers, it's going to be a very short game. Can Georgia run on Bama? They definitely can, but are they going to be patient enough to keep running if it doesn't work as first? That's where I, if we look at the game Georgia lost against Bama, Stetson Bennett threw the ball way too many times. Bennett should not be throwing anywhere close to how much they run the ball. 
And yes, that is a bit of a knock on Stetson Bennett. He is not a quarterback you want throwing more than 30 times a game. That's just the reality of the situation. Bryce Young, he can throw it 50 times a game and you might win. But Stetson Bennett throwing it anywhere close to 50 is a, a losing effort at best. So the reason why I think Bama is the superior team today and why they're going to win is because they have the better coach. Nick Saban's just a better coach than Kirby Smart. I think they have better pieces on offense to get the job done. I think even if you take out Jamison Williams with all your coverage, you're just leaving the door wide open for Robinson. And Bama, although they looked a little scared to run on Georgia, they got to just keep, just keep running. They can't be too afraid to run the ball. You got good weapons on offense, but if you forget to run it, then my prediction is going to be completely off. Now, the other thing too, and this is something that has been a big storyline, is the question of, can Georgia mentally get around Alabama? Can Georgia mentally beat them? That's where I'm going to say no. It could happen. It's just for my prediction to work out here of an Alabama plus three, which I think Alabama is going to straight up win, by the way. And also three and a half, I might add. Uh, and also scoring more than 52 is, I don't think, I think Georgia, something's in their head about Alabama and it might take another year to solve, which is scary because Alabama is going to be even better next year. These are the two most deserving teams I'm not trying to say I told you so about Cincinnati because I'm. they put in a good effort. Alabama didn't want to throw against them. You could tell. But you saw in that first drive and you saw in that first quarter, Cincinnati wasn't winning that game. It was not even a mountain. It was a different planet. Alabama didn't give up a touchdown. If you played... Eight quarters, they still probably wouldn't have given up a touchdown. Desmond Ritter, good quarterback. You know, Ritter is a very solid player. But Desmond Ritter is not a guy who can single-handedly beat Alabama. The punter was probably the best Cincinnati player. And the corners for Cincinnati played incredible. But it was just... Corners face it or not, aren't stopping the run game. That's really it. Michigan also, I was, I'm not saying I was right again. I called both these games in a parlay, so this if I had a time to brag, it'd be now, but I'm not going to. Alabama, sorry, Georgia killed Michigan and didn't, it didn't surprise me. Jim Harbaugh's probably now going to be the Bears' new head coach now that Nagy's been fired. Just a quick word on that at the end of well okay, we'll we'll end the national championship talk. Georgia mentally can beat Alabama and they can stick with the run game. They win. They can't beat Alabama mentally and they just start throwing with stats and Bennett. Georgia's not gonna win. End of story. 42 38 Alabama. That's my prediction. Anyways. The Bears fired Matt Nagy. I don't have, you know, I don't get happy when people get fired. I, I don't enjoy that. But it's a business, and I understand a lot of Bears fans wanted him fired, my family included. Where do I stand on all this? 
I, I'm not a general manager, which Pace is also gone. I don't know how much is actually Nagy's fault. I don't know what, like, I don't know if this was the offense he wanted to put on the field. Pro- obviously not because he's fired now, but I don't know if this was his true vision. We might never know. You could argue, though, is if you have a vision that requires so much talent, maybe your vision's not practical. And to that I say, sure, you're right. I'm very curious. If if you gave Nagy a top 10 quarterback in the league and you gave him a decent O-line, I wonder how much better. Because he had a good first year. I mean, Trubisky by no means was a great player that first year, but... When Trubisky was playing good, you saw flashes of what that offense could have been. Now, Nagy's going to get another shot somewhere. Maybe not as a head coach right now. Definitely not, but probably as an OC somewhere. Maybe, I don't know. He, he's going to have a job. Maybe when Biennemi leaves, KC, which is probably going to happen this season, maybe he can fill back in and run that offense again. I think though the biggest, you know, problem during his stay in Chicago was his play calling and his decision making. My thing about why I absolutely hated him at times was that he didn't want to run in the eye. Now, I think that's a shot at the Bears it's history when you say that, because the Bears historically get under center and run the ball. And the fact he said he didn't want to run the ball under center makes me sick. He's one to run in the shotgun, which and even if you look at that last game against Minnesota, he's throwing the ball. He's throwing the ball to Andy Dalton instead of just running it on fourth and one. I don't care if there's 12 guys in the box. 11, however, are on the field in the NFL. 11. There, there's no excuse for that. You know, QB sneak it. Run inside. Go under center, run the ball. Just do something. Your little pass attacks and your little weird routes... Didn't get it done the first two times. Why against Minnesota he did it again, don't understand. And I don't like criticizing play calling, because I'm sure someone knew something I don't about why they were running those plays. But the fact remains, from a fan's perspective, it just looks bad. What I also would like to ask Bears fans right now is, what exactly, you know, why were we calling for, you know... And this is what I'd also have to ask Bears management. We fired him, which is good. But last season, when people said we need to give him one more year. And again, I was not this person. But to the people who are saying, maybe give Nagy one more chance with one more season. He had a rookie quarterback coming in. He had a lot of kind of turnover on the roster. I don't know what you expected him to do this year. If you were going to fire him, you should have just fired him last year. What did he show you this season that you didn't know last year or the year before? Oh, I understand he made the playoffs. It's hard to fire a playoff coach. But you were calling for his job last year, Bears fans. Well, at least. And then there was a lot of Bears fans who said, yeah, we'll give him one more chance of Justin Fields. We can make the playoffs. This wasn't ever going to be a playoff season. Bears fans, what did, did we really expect the playoffs? If so, what were we thinking? I didn't expect the playoffs. I thought we were going to be 0-5. So, you know, Bears fans who said, let's give Nagy one more year, I don't know what you were thinking. We weren't going to learn anything new. Me? I wasn't in that camp. 
This, in fact, if I was running operations, I'd be curious to see what he can do next year. I'm not disagreeing with the fire, but all I'm saying is I'm curious. If he had a little bit more, what could he do with that? Now, Pace. No-brainer why he was fired. Trubisky, Kevin White. What else needs to be said? You know, you fail in top draft picks. Justin Fields could work out. But even if I'm asking Bears ownership, what did Pace do this year that didn't earn him getting fired last year? It just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I know public pressure is why they were fired, but I don't understand every dimension of this. And Bears fans, we, we I guess if you guys are happy, you're happy. I just think the grass might not be much greener on who we get. I'd like a defensive coach, but what what really are our great options? Who wants to come to our team? Jim Harbaugh? Is that who we want? Like, what do we want? Maybe Nagy wasn't the worst option to lead next year. That's all I'm saying. But all I know is this. I don't think our team has a real plan about who we're getting. Me, personally, if I was making the hire, I'd probably hire Vic Fangio. He should not have been fired from Denver. He should have been given another season. I'd look at Brian Flores. He should not have been fired from the Dolphins. He should have been given another year. If I had to make this hire, I guess I'd go with one of those two, probably. If you could get Ryan Day, then God bless you. But I don't think Ryan Day's an NFL coach. I think he's a much better recruiter than he is a coach. Oh, goodness. I don't know what else to say. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I guess I'm cheering for Bama tonight. And Bears fans, let's just be careful what we wished for here, okay? And by we, I mean you. Me, I was okay with whatever happened. I just don't know why this year now we want him fired when we knew everything about him last year. So we got to look in the mirror today and see, you know, was this really necessary? Anyways, thank you. You just listened to Benchwarmer's Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you listen again. Until then, God bless, praise Christ, and thank you for listening to the show.